0: welcome to mini episode 31 of real life ghost stories how you do we've got two gorgeous ghost stories for you today
1: i'm feeling calm
0: but before we do that if you can hear anything in the background it's because it's torrential rain outside and it's it's you know it's quite quite loud on our conservatory roof so
1: i'd imagine it's also quite wet
0: And I I don't have the the skills in audio tech to, you know, remove background noise, which is probably Audio Tech 101, but there we are. So would you like to hear a spooky tale today? No, I'm okay, actually. Story number one comes from Sana. From when I was really wee, I've loved anything ghost-related and used to always carry my haunted Scotland books on holiday with my family and demand to visit anything reputedly haunted nearby on our camping trips across the country. I've always loved visiting haunted places, graveyards, etc. But these two stories actually occur when ghosts were far from my mind. By that, I mean I wasn't browsing through my haunted books looking for ghosts at all, but instead was enjoying a relaxing holiday. It wasn't until I was returning home and reflecting on these experiences that they seemed very strange indeed, and possibly ghostly. The first took place many years ago, when I was in my first year of university. I was off for the summer holidays and travelled with my parents and sister down to the Lake District. This was our first visit to this beautiful area, and we picked a perfect country cottage with whitewashed walls as our holiday home. It was a period cottage dating back to 1850 and had many original features. It was a former gatekeeper's cottage for the old copper mine rail line. The rooms were small and cosy with a real coal fireplace in the living room and a set of old stairs that led up to the next floors. The first floor had a bathroom and bedroom which was where my parents slept and then the attic room was up another set of stairs where my sister and I slept. It was a beautiful cottage and perfect for our country's stay. I get feelings when I step into buildings. I'm sure a lot of people do. Sometimes buildings have no feelings at all, others have a nice homely feeling. Some don't feel right, and others just feel like people are watching you. The latter was the closest feeling I can come to when describing this cottage. I was a young adult not a small scared child. But when I ascended the stairs for the first time, I didn't like the feeling on them. It felt like someone was waiting at the top for me and that I needed to hurry and get back downstairs as quickly as possible. When in the bathroom, I had an overwhelming feeling to not look in the mirror. There was no reason for this, but I just felt if I did, I'd see someone over my shoulder the door to the bathroom that led out to the stairs could be seen in the mirror. I can't fully explain why, but I just didn't want to look for some reason. Now I want to make it clear that I didn't say this to my family. I'd use the bathroom and head upstairs as if all was well, and didn't mention my uneasy feelings about the stairs. To be precise, the feeling came from the landing at the top of the stairs and sort of flowed down them. This landing led into the bathroom, my parents' bedroom, and where the second set of stairs started. The holiday went on, and I'd hurry back and forth to the toilet, trying to spend as little time in that area as possible. Now, another odd thing was that at night, when lying in my bed up the next set of stairs... I made sure I didn't turn over all night. I move in my sleep a lot, but again, like a scared kid, I didn't want to be able to open my eyes and see the door to the landing. This was one floor up from the other creepy landing, but I just didn't want to glance towards it. I would face the wall all night and not look into the room at all. At the end of the holiday, which was a lovely holiday, I might add, We packed up and drove home. As you do after a stay someplace, we talked about how nice it was, how comfortable the beds were, etc. But it felt like we were all holding something back. Those stairs, though, said my dad. They were a bit odd, weren't they? What do you mean? I asked him. He sort of looked at my mum and said, ''Well, we were just saying how it felt a bit odd on the stairs.'' ''Like someone was watching you?'' my sister asked. ''Yeah, like they were keeping an eye on you on the stairs. Not a bad feeling, just a feeling that someone was there,'' agreed my mum. I obviously chimed in too. We discussed it further and realised that no one had wanted to say anything at the time in case it spooked out the rest of us. We all felt like someone was watching us on the stairs, especially at the landing.' My sister also felt like she couldn't look at the door of our bedroom that led out to the landing and didn't like using the bathroom. My mum and dad's room had a rocking chair in it by the window and my dad woke up at night feeling like someone was sitting in it or standing at their own door to the landing. None of this felt bad or negative in any way, perhaps a slightly sad feeling but mostly watchful. My parents wondered if someone had fallen on the stairs and died and they were making sure no one else did the same. Or maybe it was just an old owner of the cottage making sure we were okay. The fact that we all felt the same thing without influencing each other was what I found most interesting about the experience. I'd go again and stay there happily, this time maybe saying thank you for keeping a watchful eye on us. My second experience happened only a few months ago. My boyfriend and I had booked a hotel in Dunkeld for my birthday, staying a couple of nights. The hotel had been an old coaching inn and was decorated with tartan carpets and had fantastic original features. I love old hotels like this, the more traditional the better. Our room was pretty big with a double bed and a single bed to the side as it was classed as a family room and then quite an expanse of space in front of the bed with the toilet door next to the room door. Basically, to get to and from the toilet you had to walk across the middle of the room. Fast forward to the first night we were staying there. I'm not one for waking up at all in the night, but I woke up suddenly due to the noise at 3am. I remember checking my phone for the time. I lay there in a sleepy haze trying to work out what had woken me up and realised it had just been my boyfriend getting up to use the loo and walking back to bed. As I lay there I thought how odd it was that he was walking so slowly back to bed. One foot at a time with a pause between. Okay, it was pretty dark, but there was nothing he'd bump into on the way back. But as I'm thinking this I realised... He wasn't out of bed. He was lying right next to me. Now as I said before, even though I like ghost stories, they were not in my mind. And instead I suddenly thought that someone had come into the room by accident. I lay there and strained my hearing, convinced that I was hearing things. But the noise continued. What made it creepier was that it wasn't the noise of creaking floorboards that could be made from any temperature fluctuations. It also wasn't thuds that could come from upstairs rooms it was a creepier noise than that it was feet on carpet that swishing subtle sound of feet slowly creeping on carpet i kept expecting the next footsteps to not happen that it must be my imagination but then the next one would be heard suddenly my boyfriend made a snoring grunt in his sleep and the noise immediately stopped. I didn't think much about the experience again, briefly telling my boyfriend in the morning. But on returning home, I it to my parents and decided to Google the hotel to see if it was haunted. Straight away, the first article that came up was headlined Eerie goings-on at Dunkeld Hotel. It went on to talk about a whole host of spooky occurrences that had taken place within the hotel, Could I have heard my first ghostly encounter? I've certainly had feelings in numerous buildings, but I've never heard anything like that before. Maybe the next step is seeing something, but I kind of hope not.
1: That first story when they're in the Lake District in the Country Cottage, that unsettling feeling is unsettling when you experience it on your own, but for everybody to have the same experience separately... It's very strange.
0: Like, I like the rationale that it was a ghost watching out for them, trying to make sure they didn't fall up the stairs. But I'm sure there are better ways. R- make a sign. You know, if you're a ghost, make a sign. Because I would find that really freaky. How, I how, is, how would the ghost make a sign? Well, I don't know. I'm not a physicist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a paranormal investigator.
1: Maybe the ghost died by falling down the stairs.
0: Well, that's what they that's what they thought might have happened, right? Yes. So now the ghost is like, I'm going to make sure nobody else yeah, falls exactly. down the stairs again by freaking everybody out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Although they never, none of them felt scared. They just felt like someone was watching them.
0: Yeah, but that's, that would be scary enough for me, have, I think. Yeah, but they'd
1: have to be really still so that we didn't fall down the stairs, wouldn't they? I guess that's what he was saying. Like if they like did an action or something to make them jump, that wouldn't be so safe.
0: Very true. Okay, so maybe maybe there was some thought behind oh, it. Yeah.
1: They're just standing really still until you get to the bottom and then do a little shakedown, a little boogie to get the energy out and I can stand still for the next person.
0: All right, I gotcha. Yeah. So it's moved on to a, a still and then dancing goals. Yeah. Love it.
1: Um, And then the other one, hearing noises at 3am is always fun. Um,
0: But you absolutely would assume it was your partner. Yeah, obviously. You would never, if I heard somebody get up, open the bedroom door and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I wouldn't, For I wouldn't, for a second to be like oh I wonder who that is
1: no because you wouldn't hear it
0: well if I did hear it in some <laughs> alternate universe I would be like oh Dan's gone to the toilet I wouldn't bother rolling over to check
1: see I always check whenever you get up just to make sure it's you and it's not Bim
0: someday it won't be me can you imagine how awful that would be for you don't say that sorry I'd, I'd wake I'll up in the morning then. and then you'd be gone yeah yeah <laughs> and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Are you ready for story number two? Yeah. Story number two comes from Haley. When I was in third grade, We had just moved into the house my grandpa had just died in one summer day me and my little sister were playing in our blow-up pool from walmart we had a tub of water at the ladder so we could wash our feet off before we got in which we sometimes sat in because it was really warm water i know we're disgusting while me and my sister were swimming i saw a small black figure out of the corner of my eye run across the embankment directly across from my house I asked my sister if she saw too, and she said no. Then I saw it run across the big white fence we had coming into our driveway, and again my sister didn't see it. I went outside of the fence and walked up the road to see if I could see, as I was walking back down. I saw this thing sitting in the tub of water like me and my sister were. I've seen this thing plenty of times, once at my aunt's house, once at my foster parents' place, and also when I was a freshman in school as I was presenting a project. I never did see it for long, just out of the corner of my eye, and as I go to look at it head on, it runs and disappears. I also should probably mention that I had an older sister that passed away in 1998, right after my other sister was born. It's just a small black figure about the size of a young child. Once when I was staying in a friend's house when I was around ten, I was sleeping in her room while she slept with her mom. As I was trying to fall asleep, I heard the door start to creep open. But the ceiling fan was on and I thought, okay, it's probably the wind from that is making the door open. But I felt something come in and sit on the edge of my bed, at my feet. And I ran like the wind. (laughs) I was gone. I never went back to her house again, but I also never told her what happened, because she already thought I was weird. When I was a junior in high school, my best friend's boyfriend passed away. After that, I kept seeing a random white figure. One night, getting into my car, I saw it out of my passenger window. And again, driving at night, it was on the side of the road, right underneath a speed limit sign. So I always thought maybe it was him. And I didn't freak out because I believed in ghosts, but my best friend didn't. So I thought maybe he was trying to communicate with her through me. The last time I saw it, weirdly, was in my dad's room. I was sitting in the living room with my mom and could see into my dad's room where he was sleeping. And I saw it. Standing at the end of my dad's bed. I stared at it. And it just kind of disappeared. And then I saw it again a little later. And I asked my mom to switch seats with me real quick so I wouldn't have to see it anymore. I told my dad about it. And he said that it was probably just his dad. And that he always wore a plain white t-shirt. I never really have been scared of it because I just thought that it was my older sister watching over me. Or my granddad watching over me. Not a soul on this earth can change my mind that ghosts are 100% real.
1: Haley, I'm with you. I believe they are real. I believe. Also, I, my little timid, scared mind can't deal with the juxtaposition of something so scary being there to look after you.
0: I think if... I mean,
1: it 100% is that. But if you're really weirded out by ghosts and stuff like that, them coming back to look after you and being nice might actually just scare you.
0: Well, they don't know that they're scaring you, so... That's true. I think the best thing to do is just take comfort from it. Just embrace it and go, hey, this is this is something really positive. Even if you're frightened of it, just go, right, it's probably just my granddad or my sister coming back to look after me. That's what's important. That is what I would be holding on to, too.
1: I was just going to go with, it's probably just Batman, nothing to worry about.
0: Batman is also a good shout
1: <laughs> i really like the idea that there's a tub that her and her sister sat in the entity that is watching over them then goes and does the same thing to see what it's like
0: it kind of <laughs> makes me feel like if it was going to be anything it was probably going to be the older sister yeah being like i can do that too yeah let's. i'm gonna try, I try it out
1: what um did weird me out about the description of that thing was that it never faded away it always ran away <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't like that either. That's really alarming.
1: <laughs> because you could always like write it off as something else if it just faded away. But the fact that you've seen it running away every time is quite creepy. But then the bit about the tub just makes me think that actually...
0: It's something pretty yeah, harmless.
1: And kind of cool as well.
0: So if you enjoyed this week's episode, you can find everything that you need to know about us on com. You can find the links to our social medias. You can find the email address to send your own story. You can find the link to our Patreon, where for $5 a month, you get a little bonus extra episode a week. And for $2 a month, you get access to the complete back catalogue of 50p Movie Club. So that is 25 episodes or more of 50p Movie Club and over 70 episodes of Tiny Tales. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye.